All right, everybody, welcome back to the fourth episode of the Whiskey Slews podcast. Uh, I'm here with Sam and Grant. We're joined with our special guest, Garrett Shackelford from Mallard Bay. Garrett, how's it going? Man, things are going good, man. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me on. It's just another work day, though. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be on and be a part of it. Awesome. Well, I guess let's jump into it. First of all, just tell us tell us about Mallard Bay. What do you do? What's your job? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, well, so first off, I'm the uh, CMO at Mallard Bay. They uh, In the last year, they acquired Bourbon Media, where me and Nick Kragsman had started it up, and we were, you know, completely focused on marketing for outfitters uh, from website and all forms of digital marketing. And so uh, with, sorry, uh, Mallard Bay was actually one of our clients and they, we just saw it as such a good fit that we could come together as they were serving outfitters with providing them a place to list their hunts. And then now we could provide a completely different service um, and help them scale their businesses, especially in this outdoor industry where, you know, things are a little bit behind times when it comes to marketing. Um, and being able to provide that at a affordable rate. Um, and so, yeah, we came on board and then now we, we came out with a software called guide tech, which we're super excited about the app coming out here shortly for outfitters. It's just going to be an all in one place to manage your books, accept payments, uh, manage your business and have an account manager. Um, so really taking the, the industry, uh, by storm without any competitors directly with us and, uh, yeah, hoping to provide yeah. a, a service that outfitters and charters haven't ever had before. Yeah, so like we use Guide Tech for sure. Um, obviously, we kind of got on board with you with Bourbon Media before you guys were Malvard Bay. Yeah, part of that, mm-hmm. like, uh, like explain to everybody how how Bourbon Media start kind of thing, and then like explain a little bit more into Guide <coughs> Tech and how Bourbon Media did eventually become Guide Tech because it's a lot of the same services, but also a lot of new ones as far as like website stuff for an outfitter and booking. Yeah. So could you explain that, elaborate on that? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And I, I know it probably created a bunch of confusion when bourbon media all the way, all of a sudden changed to guide tech, but essentially what happened in bourbon media, you know, it, it came about because me and Nick, the other founder of bourbon media, we saw a niche within the hunting and fishing <coughs> industry for a need of, digital marketing services provided to outfitters and sportsmen by other sportsmen, people that understood the industry. Um, And so from conception, we started working with an outfitter in Arkansas on the White River. Um, And we saw them 5X their their, uh, annual revenue through our services. It was the only changes they made were through us. And so we saw that that increase and we saw, uh, you know, the, the hypothesis had been proven at that point. And so we dove into it. We were working two full-time jobs, basically, um, living across the country from each other at the time. And so we built up Bourbon Media. I had moved back to Texas at that point. And then we were, you know, by the time I moved back, I think I worked for this other company that I was working with for about six months. And then me and Nick in the year of 2021, I believe, went full-time for Bourbon Media, working for ourselves, just 100% focused on providing services for uh, outfitters and charters. Uh, Nick was diagnosed with a form of cancer uh, about a month after we went full time. And so it was definitely a grind there at the beginning. I had my, my first daughter, um, 
literally like a week after he had been diagnosed with cancer. And so we both had a lot on our plates with our lives, but we focus on, you know, trying to just serve others and serve the people within the industry. Um, and there's a lot of miles that I put on where we were expecting me and Nick to be traveling to go shoot content. Like the first time I ever came out to y'all's place, um, that I ended up having to travel alone and it was different than we expected, but it definitely forced us to, uh, really buy into our business and then to trust in each other. Um, Nick was pulling a lot of weight in the office and I was pulling a lot of weight on the road. And so, um, yeah, it was, it's a difficult start, but then we got going and then we started to find a lot of traction with our $50 a month website subscriptions for outfitters. I was just looking for another way to serve outfitters and it'd be something that's affordable to them. Um, but, through that, we were serving other clients for larger marketing um, contracts, and Mallard Bay was one of them. We were providing them with the service, and through communication with them, week after week, we decided, like, hey, y'all are working for outfitters and trying to provide a service for them. Y'all need a marketing team, um, and then we can bring in this aspect of, you know, the software that y'all have created on your website. Let's take that and turn it into software for outfitters for them to use and create an all-in-one for, for out, outfitters and uh, charters. And so they ended up purchasing Bourbon Media from us. And we, uh, me and Nick had already outlined the business of, of Guide Tech before we even met Mallard Bay um, because we knew it was something they needed, that the, the outfitters needed. And through that, going into Mallard Bay where they have capital um, and a team and bandwidth to produce something like Guide Tech, we were able to take this idea to them and birth it as a, a product of Mallard Bay. And so for outfitters and charters, like when you think of what guide tech is, it's not just a, a marketing team. It's not a separate business. It's an entity of Mallard Bay. It's a software and it's also a team that is 100% committed to making sure that you're taken care of um, and excelling in the digital space, making sure that you can focus on running your business accordingly and doing what you're good at. Um, and so, yeah, Guide Tech it is now a, a software. We have an app coming out very soon. It's in the process of being approved. Um, and I think it's truly going to change how outfitters look at running their business. Um, you know, the back end right now of our business, you can see um, you, you have your booking widget on your website. You get a website through it. Um, depending on what package you're on, you can do all different kinds of uh, digital marketing things such as paid ads, social media management. If that's something you're looking to have done, you have an account manager who, while you're out in the field, they can help get your bookings handled for you. Um, email blast, um, and a ton more. I mean, we, we service our, our outfitters to our max capability. So if there's questions you have or anything like that, that might not pertain to it, uh, your exact package, we still take care of you. So, um, the guide tech, the, the biggest thing I'd say for, for hunting outfitters, especially fishing industry has several booking widgets, but having, having the, the booking widget on the website where a client can request to book and then you can approve or deny that you can have a calendar all in one place. You can process 50% deposits uh, into your bank account and then it automatically charges them back on the $50 or 50% uh, deposit before they show up to your lodge. I mean, to me, it's a no brainer. It's a way to take weight off the, the outfitter's shoulder. And so that's a very long winded way of answering what bourbon media was, how it became guide tech and what guide tech is. Yeah, for sure. It was a pretty loaded question there, but 
Yeah, no, Guy Tech <laughs> has been, uh, it's like, you know, even just going back to Bourbon Media, it's been really helpful for us, and I know a lot of other people as well. I think the biggest thing is the having the actual booking tool on the website to where somebody can call me and just be like, hey, I'm in the field, I'm busy right now, but you can just go to our website, click those three dates we, do- we talked about on the phone, and you can pay right there, and then I can just accept it. It's just streamlines it incredibly makes my job as the <coughs> money and advertising i mean it makes my life easy yeah. i mean yeah it, it, and, you know it, it really that, goes that is what our goal is it yeah. really it really goes full circle too sorry i didn't mean to cut you off <clears throat> it really goes full circle for all of us so because when grant and hunter got more time it makes things a lot easier for me and bob <laughs> even um i mean you, when you're in an industry like this time is precious mm-hmm. you know and yeah. Right. right yeah yeah as a business that's you know that's been our number one focus and that, that feedback is feedback we like to hear and i know there's feedback that we you know we obviously in any company uh needs to hear on where we can improve but hearing that there's things that are uh, impact impacting y'all's um day-to-day lives in your job and improving it that's that's what our goal is and you know we're a new company and we're we're growing um, we're seeing it impact outfitters like you and some other ones across the country. And we love seeing that. And we're going to continue to strive to add new features. And like, that's what the app is coming out. You know, it's, it's something that streamlines it a little bit more to the, just that one more degree. So that makes your life a little bit better each day. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been great. And, um, I'm going to go on ahead and, and peel the onion back a little bit here, Garrett, um, back yeah. to when we first met that first time out to Nebraska, <laughs> November, it's a little, little bit, a little bit colder than we thought it was going to be. I think he, I think you got to oh, get a backstory sure. on this before Garrett goes into it. So the backstory kind of was like I kind of reached out to Garrett about just a website, just a website in general, and we're we're like a beginning business, like we're trying to build up more of a clientele type deal. That reputation, yeah, reputation before we started doing this full time and. Garrett was like at the point where he'd just gone, they'd just gone full time with their business. And he was kind of like, well, if you do a website, I can come out and do like media for you guys. Um, just me. And then that's pretty much how, how it worked out. He was going somewhere else and we were just on the way and it was like, well, stop by then. But yeah, go into that Garrett, go into what it was like coming up here the first time. Oh yeah, man. It was one, it was not what I expected at all. Um, like y'all said, you know, you were, y'all are, y'all are younger, um, in the industry compared to most guides that I'm used to working with. And one that made y'all a lot more understanding of the importance of having a website and getting media. So that was great. But two, when I'm on my way up there, I was, you know, in my head, you're always concerned if you don't truly know somebody, what, what is this experience going to be like the first time? Um, and I was actually just absolutely taken back one by y'all um, when how professional y'all were and how y'all ran your business and just one or secondly the hunting was absolutely amazing and then third the uh, Nebraska like the area y'all are in like the variety of just beautiful scenery to hunt in going from fields to uh, the river actually hunting on the Platte River. Um, to all the different cattle ponds, like it was just mind blowing the experience. It's it y'all's place is one of my favorite places to be hunting at. Just the the sheer variety 
of what y'all have going on. But I will say that place is cold. Like y'all, <laughs> every time I come up there, it is frigid, and I just do not expect it. Because in Texas in November, we're we're talking like sometimes yeah, it's in the fifties, but a lot of the times you're bouncing between like sixty and upwards to almost ninety degrees still in November. And then I'll drive up ten hours north to y'all, and it's in the twenties, and I'm just not ac acclimated to that kind of weather yet so it's just always frigid yeah. it's always my first like really cold hunt of the year every time always bundled up all the clothing you got every single time i thought that was like the first time <laughs> oh my god the first time wearing, it was like wearing, 60 degrees in the afternoon after we got done with the hunt and we'd still be wearing a hudson jacket, jacket right? yeah. just fully decked out we snow goose hunting it was 60 70 degrees i was in a t-shirt i was in a sweatshirt decoys, and like and he was wearing a hudson jacket Right. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm I'm thick I'm built a little thicker than most, so just the fact that I still had to have a, a jacket and all that on. But y'all had that cold wind that whips across the prairie. I get, I don't know what y'all call it. Oh, it it bites you in the ass, man. Yeah, it does. That it's, first day was a pain in the butt too. Do you the remember first that? With all the wind, we had like a forty mile per hour wind, and we were setting up yes. panel blinds. Oh my god, we couldn't even get the panels you put up. Put one down, and it'd blow over, and we just we, yeah, we just sitting there like it took fuck, like man. all like we had eight people that day. It took like all eight of us to hold the panels and put them together. And we had we literally we we jerry rigged them. We like tied all of them together with string, and then yes. we took Bob. Bob yes. took those sticks way back behind the panel blind, yeah. drove the sticks into the ground, and tied the sticks to the blinds so they wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. By the end of the hunt, like thankfully it was a quick hunt. By the end of it, it was like just falling over. Yeah. Like, it was like by the terrible. end of it, we oh, were just yeah. sitting inside of the panel blind looking for. There was ducks, no grass. Waiting. Yeah. <laughs> all the grass had blown over. But yeah, it was all just going Oh, yeah, that was crazy. But the way oh, the mallards yeah, worked, that... though, I mean, scraping. Talk about oh, scraping. Beautiful. It beautiful was... morning. I mean, they would come right over that the edge of the pond, and they would just ride oh, on top of Yeah, right over that dam. It's like you're pulling yes. a lot of string Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I'm, just looking at, I'm looking at the photo you took from that day. It's right above our, our dining table in our lodge right now. Yeah. And I'm looking at that photo <laughs> that day thinking, you know, I'm 1,000, 2,000 ducks in this photo, and it's 40 miles an hour blowing. It doesn't look like it in the photo, though. I'm, I'm just glad you were there to document the photos because I have the worst eyes ever. I would have never seen them. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have seen them until they were on top of us kind of thing. <laughs> Where Hunter, Hunter oh, seen them, but I didn't. And then the yeah, second day. No, that, well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that, that I was just saying that that first morning, it was just like, Again, I got there. It was pitch black when I pulled in. It was like one o'clock in the morning by yeah. the time I made it. So y'all definitely underestimated the length of the drive, and yeah. especially doing it by myself. But man, the the, the first morning that was just mind-boggling to me because y'all made me hop a fence, or walk. I felt like a mile in that wind. <laughs> that was cold. a long walk. Back and in then the day before we had a side by side. Up, Oh yeah. yeah, and then no. the sun came up, and then you forget about all that. So yeah. it was, it was crazy. I think one of the favorite, but, my favorite part about the whole thing was like before you were coming up. I'm pretty sure I called you because we were really nervous about having somebody come up to take photos and everything. And I was like, oh, I don't know, this hunting it just does not look good. Yeah, I mean we, because <laughs> it had been unseasonably warm, you know, right before you came up, and we were. We were doing a lot of scouting, and we were finding birds, but it was like, you know, we might we might kill five, we might kill ten, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to kill an eight-man right. in an hour, and we we found some of those those ponds, and we were just like, yep, 
and that'd be the one. We're ready. Yeah, for sure. No, that made things all. We sent. We were, I remember we sent him a couple pictures of the scouts on the way when he was on his oh, way after up. After we found those ponds. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, "What are you nervous about again?" Yeah, man, well, and the yeah, worst, the yeah, worst part. Was, <clears throat> the worst part of it I, all, I was, man, I was doing deer check-ins while y'all were shooting mallards. Yeah, that was God funny. dang. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was just surprised by how nervous y'all were because on I, I hate to put the cart before the horse here. I'm sure y'all are getting to it. But the fact that we just shot a lemon every single day was crazy, like, of green. And it was like, it felt like I was on a gentleman's hunt the whole time, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was spoiled. I was definitely spoiled by being with y'all because the next, the next outfit I went to is the exact opposite in South Dakota. So <laughs> it definitely, it, uh, I definitely uh, appreciated that one. Yeah, it's just like you know, the second day really was a true gentleman's hunt. I mean, there the was second day five there was of us, five of us, yeah, and it was calm. You know, we got actually got out there. There was no wind. The water froze. The whole pond froze after we kicked those geese mm-hmm. that were roosting on it off. We set up, and then the, then the infamous video came, the mm-hmm. the one video oh, yeah. of that, that wad of probably 100, 150 mallards doing it in the hole, and we shot we shot <laughs> six for six on that flock. Cause yeah, Garrett, Garrett was, was like freaking every – he did everything. But that was back before we knew Nick. We didn't even get to meet Nick. Yeah, it was just yeah. you. No sunny side. No sunny side, yeah. <laughs> and you were, you were running around doing everything like a damn madman phone in one hand doing videos uh, the other cameras run around and be like hey where's garrett next thing you know you just see a little piece of grass run in front of your face you're like, oh shit there he goes over there there he goes there he goes there he goes <laughs> <laughs> yep now sure. the, it's it makes a lot easier <clears throat> when you're hunting a spot where the the ducks or the geese actually want to be um when we're running traffic or more so trying to force it that morning um it doesn't work like that. I, I have to be a little bit more stationary, but when you, your guides put you and the clients on a, on a feed, that's where they want to be, where you could almost stand out in the middle of the decoys and they're still going to land. Like those are some of the best hunts for content, especially because I can move around, get in the right spot that I want to be in. I know it's not going to affect the client's hunt. And that was one of those hunts. Well, really every hunt I've had with y'all and I've had with y'all, those have been those hunts. I think um, the other the other good part about that was like Hunter and Justin being the other owners, they're both a little like kind of like, I don't know what Garrett can all really do for us. Like, web, <laughs> like, like website photo wise and then like, we got saw the content you had done like just editing stuff like the three days while you were there and i think by the time you left i remember hunter specifically being like holy crap like we this we got a ton of good stuff out of this yeah man we'll see you next year type of thing (laughs) it was it was interesting because it's the same thing you said you know you don't really know who you're talking to i i had you know never really even shared a message with you it was all off of what i said it was all grant and so i i basically knew you as grant as grant's friend or grant's buddy that was coming up to film hunts Right. And I didn't know anything about who you you know you guys were. I didn't know anything about Bourbon Media. Grant Grant used to always be a lot more into like the waterfowl hunting social media side of things than me. So he always knew all right. the names and all the companies, and I didn't know nothing. I mean, he'd say a company, and I'd be like, I ain't got no fucking clue who that is. And um, but you came up, and we met you that first night at Cunningham's, and. It was great. I mean, we got along great. Everything was went fun. beer for beer with Bob. Which beer is, for beer with Bob. That's fucking impressive. Beer for beer. Well, we all have 
Well, y'all, yeah, <coughs> we don't have it like y'all got uh, up there. So I was, I was in heaven with the bush light. So. Spoiled. I mean, heck, yeah. I think I even snow goose hunted with a couple, a couple uh, bush lights. Yeah, you had a six rack. You took down a six rack while we were snow goose hunting that evening. That was impressive. That yeah. Was, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't even tell. Nah, not <laughs> no. at all. But yeah, no. After the after you got the photos done and after we started hanging out more, I mean. Same thing with, like you said, you know, once I got to know you, it was just like, it was instant, like, yep, this guy's going to be a good friend. This will work well. And then we saw the content, just great. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that, that's been my biggest goal, honestly, is like, in it's it's tough. It's a tough balance because, like, in this industry, it's competitive with what I want to do and with what y'all want to do. But, like, in my space, like, I want to be – naturally i just want to be like buddies and friends with everyone that i work with and to be honest that's pretty difficult because there's people in different stages of life um and then moral values might not align so then it just kind of falls back to the professional aspect of like taking care of them but like with y'all it's been nothing but you know great stuff i feel like we have mutual respect going back and forth with um you know on the professional side of stuff and then being friends because everyone says like don't work with your friends and like y'all are a great example of it all of y'all are best buds and y'all work together and i think that forms over time through the adversities of like having a job together but like oh yeah for sure being able to work with y'all and y'all be you know we were growing business just like y'all were and we've had our our missteps and our times where we're trying to figure out how to serve clients the best and Sometimes we not the best at communicating. I know I, I struggle with that, but y'all have been very understanding of that, and I, I appreciate y'all, and I appreciate y'all from you know when it was just me and Nick taking a chance on us, because um, I think a friendship that's even better than the the professional side of stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, came out of it. So oh, yeah, hundred really, percent agree. Really much agree with that. I mean, it's just like when we met you guys it's the same thing i mean we were young we're still young but we were young right we were like really we were really young we were, y'all were really young we were really young we were still working i mean we had no idea how far this was gonna go and my god did it surprise us when it took off like it did and, which, and to uh, your credit you were a huge part of yeah that you well. helped out a lot the photos being able to have that advertisement being able to use those videos in our ads i mean that's why we were able to met, meet the clients that we did get and <laughs> That's why it got us as far as it did. And, you know, everything all comes together. Just like you said, with when you're working with your friends, it's it can be tough. There are times where it is tough. But at the end of the day, you know, if you all have the same common goal, you can all push for yeah. the same type of success. And we all, you know, the four of us, we all have the mentality of, it's nothing that can ever not be fixed. And so, you know, maybe we right. do argue. We are going to get in some fights. There are going to be times I want to bash Grant's head with a baseball bat. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. But, oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> there's also times where, you know, we all look at each other and we go, if it wasn't for Grant, Sam, Justin, this wouldn't happen. And so right. we always, you know, we're going to have fights. We're going to have disagreements. But we all are. we are always able to sit down talk about our disagreements and come up with a solution and, and at the end of the day realize that we're all still friends we're all still going to be friends we're all still going to be a part of this and we're going to fix it yeah for sure that, yeah for sure i bet and, you and nick uh, i bet you and nick while you guys were working oh, long distance i bet oh. that was rough too on you guys it was it and then was. even still and, just starting yeah. that company and like going full time, what was that process like for you guys going full time? Like when were yeah. you like, oh crap, we can do this. 
but like scared to do it because I know we were all scared to do it at first too. Like, Terrified. Yeah. But for you guys, what was it like so, for you guys? Yeah. So ours was a little unorthodox. It wasn't just like hey, <coughs> we're gonna choose it. It was kind of more like uh, and me and Nick have grown up like brothers. We've known each other since we were like five. Um, we've had little small businesses like lawn care businesses together and stuff. But basically, I was living cross country. I got on this job, and then he he came on soon thereafter. And he was working remotely in Texas, and I was in the home office. And the um, what came down to is we were growing very quickly. We were getting our clients that we needed. We had the, enough revenue and uh, you know profit to take care of ourselves. And then. And okay, I wouldn't say it was enough to take care of ourselves. It was, yeah, it was enough. Yeah, be honest. Um, but it, it really what it came down to was my mind was getting to where I was like, all right, we got to quit doing. You get to a tipping point where you're only giving so much effort and you've maxed out the amount of profit you can make um, without, you know, spending more time doing it. And so what it was a saving grace because you know me and nick are debating whether we should go back and forth back you know like should we go full time and it was time like where i was praying it was time asking people for advice and then all of a sudden we have our annual reviews at this company and the company lets nick know in his annual review that they're going to be letting him go not because of performance or anything like that but um since covid was kind of wrapping up well, honestly, it wasn't even wrapping up. It but, was like starting, I think, around then. Yeah, yeah. It was like halfway through it, maybe. They decided, like, hey, we shouldn't have a remote employee anymore. We need to bring this position in-house. Um, and so they basically were like, hey, you're either going to move or you're going to be let go, and we know you don't want to move. So they let him go. And so a week later, I quit because I was like, dude, if you're done, like I'm done, and we're we're doing this full-time. So they, they, they kind of – upset me by letting him go because of his amount of talent that he had and uh, the ability he had to improve the company. And I was like, you know, this is just our sign. It's like, let's believe in ourselves. And so we did that. And then all of a sudden we landed several big contracts right after that. And so like, that's what I was like, when I came and saw y'all in person, I respected what y'all are doing. I respected what y'all had. And I saw that vision that y'all had and I saw it as something very obtainable. And so when y'all are telling me like, oh, this is like a two to three year thing where eventually we'll be full time, maybe, hopefully. Um, I was like, in my head, I saw the, at the time, the three of you and knew y'all had something bigger that like could be amazing. And so just to see y'all go from that, I respect all of y'all. I know all y'all had to make sacrifices and y'all are young. And like, I know I'm young, but y'all are even younger. And like the sacrifices that y'all made to go and like, do this full time and step away from other um, things you've been working towards to step into this dream and this goal. Like there's so many people that say like, how do I get into this industry? And it's not always the same path for everybody, but it's usually taking a risk. It's usually like you have to, it's knowledge, it's wits and have an opportunity, but then you got to take the risk and take the action on it. And that's the hardest part. And it's having faith in yourself. And a lot of people don't have that. And for all of y'all to have that together and stay to that common goal, like Hunter was saying, like, that's respectable and y'all need to keep doing that so yeah no it was definitely something i remember i was young i couldn't even legally drink when we first met him no you couldn't <laughs> i mean i was young i mean we were it was that was a long that was like probably three years ago now yeah two two years yeah. ago two but yeah no. it was crazy and you know we we had a lot of growth from then and now now tell us about this garrett so 
you, you met us the first year, right? We didn't have our property. Yep. We didn't have, you know, we weren't full time. Nothing was that, you know, nothing was as it was. And then give it a year later or full time. You now get to see our new river property, all this. You're yep. coming out for the second year. Tell us lodge, what it was like. Everything. Yeah, the lodge. Oh, man, it was night and day, even though in like, I'll say this, like when I say it's night and day, it wasn't like the first time was bad. Like the first time was awesome. Like I said, like I was in awe at the all the different variety and opportunity that you have for your your clients. But then I came back in this the lodge that y'all have. It just honestly out of all the lodges I've been to y'all's is like top three for sure. Like. And it's your first year having it. Like it is impressive. Hunter's a part um, of that cleaning wise. Very strict on the cleaning. <laughs> I make sure of it. I'm, I, I'm hey, kind that's of important. I'm kind of hey, rude about it, but I got a checklist, and if it don't get done, I'm chewing ass. That's good. That's good because like we sent out a review, to, and I'm sure people saw this on social media, or maybe they didn't, but we sent out a review to every sportsman that's ever booked through any of our platforms, and the only negative review they ever had was about the lodge being dirty. Like that is it. Yeah. So that is huge. So outfitters take note, but um, no, at night and day, the the hunting, the professional, like how professional y'all are, the the um, the blind, the blind on the Platte River, that's like a dream. That's a bucket list. Like if you've never hunted, if you want to hunt the Platte, if you've never hunted a Platte, or if you've never hunted a big blind like that, because a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Like that's the place to do. It. That is awesome. Breakfast, heaters, beautiful that's it so um no it, it was awesome guys like the the change and the growth that y'all had and i can't imagine like when we look back on this in like five to ten years where y'all are gonna be at like it's just gonna be wild yeah no same with you guys though i mean like just think about where you guys are now compared to like what you guys have done like i mean from going to bourbon media to becoming a part of mallard bay's like been a crazy growth too <clears throat> but you got to talk about oh, sure. uh you got to talk about, tell people the story. You were there for the infamous hunt where Bob broke his windshield out of his truck <laughs> oh, because don't, he don't locked his much keys. Away. Don't give too <laughs> much yeah. away. You know what? You start with the day. Talk about the snow goose hunt in the morning and what follows suit oh. with it. You got to tell the whole story. Yeah, I mean, we had an amazing hunt. I mean, the night before we got out and scouted, we were in y'all's. I don't remember the, the name Prius. of the car. Oh, the Prius. The Prius. The Prius, oh, so y'all are running these back roads in the Prius. Doing 50. Watching my Packers beat the Cowboys. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Yeah, because Nick, and, Nick and Caleb stuff. were watching football in the lodge, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And so we were we were watching the Cowboys game, and then we were running these Nebraska back roads. We went from Nebraska to Kansas, back up to Nebraska, and then we found that feed. We went out the next morning. <clears throat> I knew it was going to be good. Well, I knew it was 50-50. You know how it is with the snow. It's like, it's either going to be good or it's going to suck. And it was good. It was lights out. We had Caleb shooting, so it didn't help. Yeah. But but <laughs> I'm glad he got to experience that. But, uh, no, that snow goose hunt was awesome. What did we end up with? Uh, 60? 60 yeah. Something like that, yeah. 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 It was somewhere close to 60, I think. But shooting that that morning, did not expect that. Um, but just the fact that we got on such a good juvie feed, I mean, I, I'll call it a juvie feed. At the I think it was, beginning yeah. Like it that. was. Yeah, it was like the yeah, first wave I mean, wave we were shooting into through. the same group. Yeah, we were shooting into the same group over and over. We were just beating into them. Um, I love that. And then the uh, the 
duck feed that afternoon. That one was like a guaranteed home run. Uh, but then when we got there, it looked like it was going to go downhill real quick because we get this, the spread set, <laughs> turn around, and my man Bob is trying to figure out how to get his keys out. He's not saying anything, but he's over there jiggling on it, and everyone knows when they look over at him that those keys are locked in that car. <laughs> so it goes from attempting – I mean, I think everyone's fingertips were bleeding from trying to open up his truck door, like pry it back so they could run that – the antenna down and unlock it, but we gave her a good fight. Um, every, we every, set up the whole spread. The, everything yeah. was set up until... <laughs> we had, well, we had ducks flying over while we're sitting here with Bob using yeah, that silo wire trying to rip that rip that yeah you had yeah, it was you it was you and bob on one end on one window trying and then yeah. nick and came up on the other side window trying with rods trying yeah. to pry it open i mean we had a shovel that we were prying the door open with at first before before it ended up going through the window but it was a beautiful spread the, the blinds are brushed perfectly and then there's just a 1500 sitting in the middle of the spread and you're like come on but so, no, I mean, the I will say though, I was surprised on the the strength of the glass. Once we gave up, I mean, Bob was smacking the hell. I out mean, of he that he was and it would not he was break. he was trying to spear the damn thing. I said, you <laughs> well, gotta he, swing that like a baseball yeah, bat, he, well, son. He, he had to, he tried to spear it, and then he finally decided to air and judge its ass and <laughs> swung back on it. And he finally got a hold of it. He still, I think, he swung forward into the window at least he once was or picking, twice. He was picking glass out of the backseat of his truck <laughs> for, for like a oh, month on end. He'd be shit, like, I'm more it. glass. Shit, it was like a couple weeks ago. It's snow goose season. He was like, yep, sat in my backseat and got some glass in my ass. <laughs> God, yeah, I, I believe it, man. I, then I remember just watching you the rest of the time we were there running down the road when I was freezing, and I look over, and you're running down the road with the whole back window gone. I was like, dude, that sucks for that guy. But uh, it was, no, There was a point, I think, Hunter and I walked up to Bob just being like, Bob, listen, there's two options. We're either not hunting and shooting all these mallards, or you're breaking that window. Or you're smashing that damn window and we're hunting. Which one is it going to be, Bob? Are you going to man up? Bob, this is going to happen. Oh, he manned up. He did. You see the look he like manned up. Bob, how long did it take for him to get that replaced? Uh, oh, he, he had, like, had it like couple next days. couple days. Three days afterwards. He was calling oh, okay, people good. all over. He was so worried about that. <laughs> yeah, he, I bet, how much that ended up costing you? Shit, I bet it only cost him like 300 bucks. He found that he got lucky. He, he got replaced a used window. He replaced the it with is the a used window. Not the same. Different tint. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, he's got God. like three different tint colors on his window. Oh, no. On his windows. Oh, that no. was classic. And then, you know, we, we there was everything we that got a band, though. Shot a band. Shot a band, though. Yeah, so shot it made it all worth it. Yeah. The, the best part about it, before we even shot the band, it was the last fall of the day, I think, we shot the yeah. band. Yeah, it was. But before yeah. the, like, when Bob was, like, breaking his, after Bob broke his window, we were like, Bob, think about it this way. What if we shoot a band after Bob smashed his yeah. window <laughs> and it happened after? Called it. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it called it happened. I remember that. Made it all it was, worth it. Farmer it was, pulled up on us, harvesting yeah, the field behind us. He pulled up in the us. combine. He was cutting the field behind us as we were hunting. And the dude just got out. To, we thought we were going to no, get I walked up. I walked up and talked yeah, to him. Yeah, we started talking to him while we were waiting. Then he got back in the blind. He was like, he was like, how's it going? You guys having a good time type yeah. of deal? Like, you shooting him? <laughs> well, we were before you pulled up. But, yeah, we're yeah. having a good time. <laughs> and then the band... <laughs> I think the funniest part about the whole band was is the second Grant picked that band up, he goes, yeah, I shot this one. 
I know. This is my I don't know, man. As he said I, that, I, I then, was on that side. Then you hear Ryan Barton like later on. It was between on Barton and I. You for hear sure. Ryan Barton later on going, "Yeah, I totally shot that bird." <laughs> Is between Bart and I. Who ended up with it? Uh, Bart let us keep it for the lodge. Yeah, Bart yeah. let us keep it for the lodge, so <coughs> but, you'll see it next year. Yeah. Well, maybe. I'm no, not sure. definitely. Yeah. I don't. I don't think she'll have it done. I'm not sure. If I don't it'll think be it'll be done until I bet Garrett will see it the next year, probably. You'll see it in five years, don't okay. worry. Yeah. In five years. Yeah. And then, then the uh, you know another good time that I remember here. You remember well, when that, your gun up? That first, yeah, Garrett, when that gun blew up. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I, about like that? the only, yeah, it was like the only time I was in the blind, standing behind you. Yeah, course, yeah, the only time explodes. he was in the blind. You got that photo. You got that photo of me when I turned yeah, around. Yeah, pure terror. That was that was the most raw reaction of that gun blowing up right there. Was that photo? Well, let me paint, really let me paint the picture too. Like, you guys were so we got an elevated blind out on the river, um, and so Garrett and the guys were out front, you know, laying in the laying in the grass taking pictures and whatnot for us <clears throat> and hell you came in the blind what come in the blind to get breakfast or what it was something you came in the blind I don't even know. and the I, second warm up. it was the first group that you came into the blind hunter's gun blew up and it it like spewed bb's yeah, it shot right below us barrel, yeah. like shot the shot the like sand probably right the where you were i mean sitting. it yeah. it was by the grace of god that you were not out laying in front of that yeah. blind yeah, we'd have been picking a lot of two shot out of you. Yeah, yeah, I'm very grateful for that, uh, for sure. But just the the noise it made, and then your oh face, my God. like, I, it was wild. I I've never hear. seen that happen. I did, couldn't hear for what, 20 minutes probably. What was that. it that did that? Was so, it the wad was? I'm gonna throw a Winchester under the bus here. It was a Winchester shell. Uh -oh. Wad got stuck in the barrel, and the apex shell that went off behind it, it blew the, it mushroomed the bottom of the barrel right by the, uh, right by the, the nut that holds the, the foregrip on. Best part about that was he was out of ammo, and so he was digging through my ammo, yeah. and I just had a smorgasbord of shells. <laughs> I was playing mystery box. And he happened to pick out the needle in the haystack. Yeah, that could have been oh, so very easily. Better but, hunter than you, right, Sam? Damn yeah. straight. But good news was Weatherby, they took care of us. We had a new gun at the door three or four days well, later awesome. at Cabela's to go pick up. They I had mean, it before they even got here. They were coming to hunt yeah, a week Weatherby later, was and it was already had that. Not a barrel, a full freaking gun. Yeah, the full gun. gun was there as soon as we got there. So that hats oh, wow, off to Weatherby. Awesome, I mean, they, they – Kyle over there, I mean, they that's moved quick. That's some customer quick. service, man. Yes, they moved Yeah, quick. that is some good customer Hell, I service. called Kyle as soon as it happened. You remember that? I called yeah, Kyle. Yeah, he called. He like, like, <coughs> was like in the middle of the hunt. He was like, "Kyle, my gun blew up." I was up. like, "Hey, man, um, <laughs> this gun blew up." And he was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> and um, we talked on the phone. I explained what happened, and we all we narrowed it down to the wad and the the bullet and the shell and everything. So I got the shell, and we gave him the shell and everything for them to analyze when they came out. Did he take that shotgun back? They took the shotgun back, and they were gonna put a new barrel on it and give it back, but they said that. When, it, when the gun blew up, it dislodged something in the foregrip, too. Completely blew the whole gun apart. It was it was un, unfixable, unfortunately. Man, it was an eventful three days that you were here. He was here for five. Five. Oh, five. you were. You were. <laughs> five. I yeah. was here for five one night. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, got to, right. he got to enjoy the, the, the last couple of days of that of, of that's right. group. That, oh, talk about getting screwed over the one day uh, yeah, on the day with where that, the whooper. With the whooping oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We were on our way yeah. to the limit, too. Yeah, we'd already I didn't shot know it was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing either. <laughs> it was, it was m like 
single digit temps that morning. Oh. Yes. It was cold. Like 10 probably. It was, it was cold. cold. Yeah. It was a really cold November. For, for November 8th. Yeah, it was It cold. was super out of season, like unseasonably cold. And then all of a sudden, like it's 8, 8, 8, 15, something like that. Maybe 8.30 at the latest. And Hunter gets a text from the refuge manager. It's just like, hey, whooping crane spotted within seven miles of you guys. Like it's a mile from where you guys are hunting. You guys got to stop. I was standing up on the blind looking up the river going, I don't see this motherfucker. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I'm a, I was, but, yeah, no. The, so the rule is for everyone who was not aware is um, on our property, since we're surrounded by the refuge, we have a deal with them to where if there is a whooping crane within, a, I think it's a mile, or, or if it's on the refuge, if there's a on whooping it, crane in on the, the seven refuge miles. in the seven miles around us, um, four miles, I guess it's four and three miles in each direction. If there's a whooping crane in that vicinity, we have to cancel hunting for the day and um, until the whooping crane leaves. And it doesn't happen hardly ever because the whoopers are usually here for a day and then gone. They're usually here overnight and then they leave the next morning. And it just so happened that one of them decided to stick around at the most inopportune time in November when they're usually never around. And um, we caught the short end of the stick there. But thankfully, we didn't have a group of clients too. Yeah. We. Usually the yeah. whoopers are in and out before we're hunting the river blind too seriously, so it's usually not a problem. But no, that was definitely yeah. interesting. But yeah, and it, like y'all said, it was cold as crap, and we had already shot some birds, so it wasn't the end of the world, mm-hmm. you know. By the time that had happened, but it yeah, I could see it being a, a definite bummer. It, it turned did. into a drinking and pool playing type of day. Yeah, that, I think that was the yeah, day you got us no on board. That. I think that was the day you got us on board with guide that tech was for day. sure. Because we were sitting in the lodge upstairs. I might have planned that with them. And Garrett, yeah, Garrett, might have. Garrett, goes, Garrett goes, hey, y'all come downstairs and chat with us real quick. And I was, we were just like, okay. Just trying to bless y'all. And we walked downstairs and next thing we knew we were in a business meeting. I mean, we didn't, we didn't know what we were walking into and next thing you knew, I mean, might as well had a suit and tie on. I think the best part about it, <laughs> well, they knew, they, they knew, uh, like Garrett, I think Garrett or Nick said that was the most convincing we ever had to do of a company, like how serious yes. it was to be like, to actually be like, this is actually a benefit oh, yeah, for it. Like we, we like straight up analyzed the hell I out of that. I asked a lot of questions. I got, I got pretty firm. On my question, I mean, asking. you know it's serious when Hunter's coming up to me, and I don't even know what the hell's going on. I'm, I'm, you know, he comes up to me. What do you think of this? We're what just, do you think? oh man, what do you think? I'm just out here, man. If it helps, if it helps us and <laughs> takes time off of our hands, I'm, but, I'm here for it. See, no, but it's the same thing. It, it had nothing to do with you guys. I mean, we respect you guys and obviously love your business. Right. It's just we needed to make sure that it was the right thing for us because we want nothing but right. the best for us, and we want to make sure that we're going to be as profitable as possible and being able to work and have the most fluidity and efficiency as possible in this company and it did it, i mean the truth be told after the first time we talked about it it didn't take long for me to be like man this is a good decision it's a no-brainer. but i just wanted right. to, i had to ask a bunch of questions to oh. honestly to kind of make myself feel comforted too to make sure this was a, a comfortable decision for all of us yeah and honestly like from that experience it, it taught us too because like on the website side of things it's like you don't need to demo anything you don't have to like it's really just a sales pitch they say yes or no it's 50 bucks a month and that's you know you move forward and you get a website but on something like this when it's a, a full-scale service um there's a lot more that goes into that and the fact that y'all are willing one to sit and talk to us ask questions and that you already have the mindset of like how can i make my company as streamlined as possible to one where it saves me time two it helps my clients and three it's affordable 
And that's, you know, that is like three main key, key points. But like a lot of outfitters don't think about the first one of like, how do I streamline my business the best? And so when they don't think about that, it starts to affect the second one of now I can't serve my clients to the best because I'm so wrapped up in dealing with other bull crap that literally guide tech takes care of for you. And then it starts to affect your profitability because now you're, you're slowing yourself down and you're not able to progress. Um, so I appreciate y'all asking it. And two, it created a process for us to make sure there's a demo call with everybody. And then there's two months free now for every client. Um, and the demo's purpose is to figure out what your problems are, the issues you're having if we can help you and if we're even a good fit. And to be honest, we've gotten to a point where there's some outfitters we don't even want to work with because of their mindset. You know, like we want it to be someone who's looking to truly run a business and like trying to streamline and grow it. And that's who we want to work with. And we don't need to work with people that aren't going to put effort in and don't really care. Yeah. Um, it's great that they sign up and it's great that they will, you know, write a check check for it. But like, if they're not going to grow their business or run it, like we don't want to put our effort into it. And so working with people like y'all are the exact people you want to work with people who have ambitions and want to grow this and see the industry grow as well. So yeah, I, I appreciated it even though it was very intimidating at first. Yeah. Having so. a, having to present a giant, giant Excel. <laughs> well, I, I, just, I felt bad because I didn't want to seem like I was coming after him. I was just trying to ask questions because I, I just, and no, not not saying you guys. You, obviously, you don't screw anybody. But I was not trying to make right. a mistake that led us down the wrong path. One hundred percent. I was yeah. just trying to make sure that my company was protected. And so I came with a couple questions. They might have been a couple firm questions, but they were questions. <laughs> and, and at the end well, of the I, day, though, I appreciate it. At the end of the day, I personally sitting here right now one of the better decisions we've ever made choosing to work with you guys i cannot tell you <laughs> how much that. weight has been lifted off my shoulder and how easier my job has gotten and allow me to open my time up on focusing on my clients and other parts of my job that allow me to make this company even better so yeah no for yeah. sure yeah what do you Man, what we, do you, we've we've Go ahead, Gary. Been a, I've enjoyed being, a, I've enjoyed just being a part of y'all's journey. Honestly, I'm uh, grateful for it because, like it's like we've said, like when I first came up there, y'all weren't even you were running clients kind of part time here and there, but when y'all decided to take that full time, it's been cool to be a part of it and just getting updates on y'all getting the properties and the leases and the lodge, like hearing all that and hearing y'all grow, and then now just being a able to supplement and another way to free up more time so y'all can go to that next level again and hopefully we just continue to grow with y'all um because y'all y'all do have a great thing going and you have your right head on your shoulders and y'all just need to continue to do that but grant what were you gonna ask yeah for sure uh what do you what do you guys have planned for mallard bay and guide tech in the future uh without giving away too much that you can share <laughs> that uh some big things you guys would like yeah. to do in the future and things where do you, you guys see are, this going yeah things you're working on now even yeah, man. There, there, well, there's a lot of stuff we're working on right now. And just so y'all know, we, we have a full-time development team of, I believe it's six to like eight people that are on the development team. They yeah, work in Baton Rouge. So I don't, app. <clears throat> yeah. So the app, it is, it, Apple has it now. Um, and we're waiting on approval and that's just a whole process in itself that we, you know, it's kind of out of our hands at this point and waiting for it to get approved and it will be. Um, and so the idea is truly to build one a a all-in-one product that 
helps outfitters like y'all streamline your business and start to understand one, the potential, but two time saving abilities with technology. Um, and an example of that is accounting. Um, we want to make sure that we're building out the, the software to where it's at the end of the season, when it's time to run those books, if you have a CPA or you're the person that's doing it, that they're all right there in front of your face. Um, and so we've been focusing on that a lot on that, on the dev side of that. Um, also on that, we got, oh man, we have so many things in our, our backlog of things that we want to do, but I, I would summarize it as it is an all in one app, just how outfitters use Onyx. Like it would be your go-to app that you're working with them all day. You're messaging clients, potential clients, people that are booking, uh, trips and have questions. Uh, if you need an account manager to handle a client, them being able to do it right through that platform with you, alongside you, um, creating a content bank, a knowledge bank, and then things like, there's things that y'all have done in your own business that we want to start helping other outfitters understand. For example, y'all went and bought a property. Yeah. And with that, that takes that takes knowledge of like getting a business loan or, or however y'all went about doing that. But starting to provide a knowledge bank for outfitters and charters to utilize on like, how do I grow my business outside of the software? How can I benefit from it? And so our goal is to just provide value and provide a better understanding of how we can grow this industry. Because if we don't all band together in this industry, it's not going to last forever. And we have to get more people involved in how we do that as we bring it back up to speed help people grow their businesses one at a time. Um, and that's how we grow the industry as a whole. But I have a question for y'all and it's something that we've been kind of playing with over at Mallard Bay. And it's like within the hunting industry, and I don't know about the fishing charter industry, to be honest, if this exists that much, but within the hunting industry, there's a lot of animosity towards other guys. Yes, they're your competition, but it seems that a lot of guys just don't get along all that well. And there's kind of like clicks and pockets and we would just like to try to figure out a way of like, how do we bring everybody together? Like, yeah, you're competitors, but like, how can we be more friendly and help everybody grow? Cause there's plenty to go around. We just got to figure out a way to do it with good, like heads on our shoulders um, and grow a true community of people that all work together to yeah. benefit everybody. I, I think that's something that's definitely a problem that, I don't think a lot of outfitters realize um, how big that is. Yeah. I, I kind of saw that from my perspective. I'll let Hunter and Sam answer. But from my perspective, when I was up in Canada for two months working for an outfitter who you guys work with as well, um, the outfitter right next door, we worked with hand in hand about, hey, we're going to hunt this, you guys hunting this, to where we're mm -hmm. not like burning fields affecting the other people's clients, um, all that type of stuff. So like for me, I've kind of seen it that way and been a part of it. Um, for, yeah. for Hunter and Sam, I'm gonna let them answer. But for me, like I've been and seen that stuff to where I understand how well it is and how seamless it is when you actually work together, where you're not trying to, <clears throat> trying to F over the other person, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm going to kind of piggy bank piggyback off that geez uh i think a lot of it just comes down to the commonality like we're all going through the same struggles we're all dealing with the same anxiety we're all i mean if you're hunting in the same area you're dealing with the same migration to an extent you know it's mm -hmm. 
it's a lot of that is what I see. I mean, we got we got a lot of competition where you know where we're snow goose hunting, and we're we're seeing that expand too in the years to come. Um, we know it's coming, and um, you know we got we got a friends that guide a couple miles to the east of us and you build relationships just based off of you know like I said you're you're all going through the same thing and so when you right. have a product like what you guys have where you're here to help I mean it's you can reach out to other guide services and say hey you, you know you don't have to take on everything by yourself you know you you can extend out to other people and get help and you know, like at the end of the day, we're, we're all, we're all on the same mission. We're doing this because we love it. We all have the commonality of, you know, we, we love hunting. We love chasing waterfowl. It's what we want to pursue. It's what we want to do. And at the end of the day, we all want to make our clients happy. And, you know, sometimes that boils down to competition and that's just the way it is. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's the commonality of everything. My whole thing is it just all comes back to respect. Meaning, you know, yeah, there's three outfitters in one town. If you're all working together, you all, there is plenty of places to go duck hunting. I'll say it once, right. I'll say it again. If one person has one spot that kills a lot of ducks, that's not the only spot within that county or area that kills that many ducks. Kills or that ducks. can kill yeah. that many ducks. There are plenty of spots to kill ducks, plenty of spots to find. And... <clears throat> By being able to respect each other, not fucking people over, not going and trying to lease some outfitter's spot because you want that spot, but working with all of them and all having your own areas where you find success is exactly how, in my opinion, you all get along. If you can't respect each other and you're running around stealing each other's spots, trying to steal each other's clients and all that, you're you're never going to have... Just hurting yourself. Yeah, you're just going to hurt everybody. And for us, we've been fortunate enough to all the outfitters we've you know that are in our area that we've talked to we get along with i'm not we're not like the greatest friends with everybody but we don't hate right. any of them they don't hate us if they need help we're gonna help them if they ask if we for help, help we'll they'll ask help for us. help and they'll help us yeah so overall i mean that it all just comes back to respect i mean there's plenty of clients plenty of spots to hunt and plenty of land and plenty of birds so you just you can't overlook too much Right. Yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah, I, I think the respect thing and it sounds like Grant, you had a good opportunity in Canada this last year, um, you know, with having a good, good example while you're up there of how to work with other people. I think places that are maybe a little more congested with outfitters uh, can get a little hairy. Um, but I think y'all are, are pretty blessed, you know, having three around you. I, we have a pocket in Arkansas, you know, where there's there's a big handful of people that are all within two hours of each other. And oh, so yeah. then you get a little bit more animosity because mm -hmm. that, you know, the competition does get a little more strict and the, the supply and demand, you know, starts affecting your business. So, um, I could definitely see that, but yeah, respect and, uh, just the attitude, I think going towards each other, but yeah, we get to hear it, um, over here. Cause we work, we've worked with over 300 outfitters now. So we, we hear from people, um, different things and we just want to make sure it's a community that everyone's here to help each other and help the help it all grow overall but I appreciate y'all's feedback on that yeah no um, but yeah I guess we're we're at time so I think that we might go on ahead and oh, wrap okay. it up here we I mean it went it went right. by quick was it as painless as I said it would it be did. Garrett 
Oh, it was easy, man. It was easy. <laughs> Smooth sailing. I mean, time flies when you're having fun, talking to good people. That's right. But anyways, uh, yeah. Live. Yeah, we're going to see you at well, Ducks. Cool you're going to Ducks, right, this year? Yep. I'll be at Ducks. Yep, we'll have a booth. So y'all swing by, and we'll swing by what, your booth. What, what's your um, booth number? 139. So you guys are in that south building then. Okay, we're in the north building again yeah. like last year. Yep, we're in that north cool. building. Yeah. Now, but well, we're going okay, cool. to expand yeah. out a little bit more this year. Hunter and I were only two people at the booth yeah. last year, so we didn't get to walk around a whole lot and visit with yeah. others. So this year we'll be able to. Is Are Joel and some of those guys going to be there, Nick and, and Caleb? Yeah, 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 we'll all be there. You'll get to see all of us, and y'all can stop by and get a drink. We'll have drinks. Um, and, yeah. So definitely swing by. We'll get y'all some, some gear too. But I appreciate y'all having me on, man. I, I really enjoyed getting to watch what y'all created uh, with Whiskey Slews from starting out so young and now having this business that's, it seems to be booming and taking care of y'all and putting food on the table. And it's providing a service to these clients that seems like it's uh, beyond most. So I'm really impressed by y'all and y'all keep crushing it. Honestly, man, y'all, y'all been impressive to watch. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate that, Garrett, and uh, thanks for stopping out. And uh, thank you all for tuning into the podcast. If you guys want to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, it's going to be at Whiskey Slews. If you are looking to check out the stuff Garrett does, you go to mallardbay.com. Um, you have any questions about booking a hunt or want to talk to somebody like that, you call Grant at 308-830-3817. Um, without further ado, I guess we'll see you. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good one. Take care. See Thanks, you guys. Garrett. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yep. See Thanks, you, Garrett. Garrett. Bye, guys. Bye.